everyone, I'm Matt. I'm Delton. And welcome to Sage and Cynical. Still haven't figured out our tagline. I did the fuck your mom last time, but that just feels like I don't want to just do that every time. Yeah. Like, it just becomes threatening and old at some point. Yeah. But you got to figure out the rest of it. Anyone have any suggestions? Let us know. Recently, you made a purchase. It's this. For people who don't have video, he bought a flag. It's a picture of Kim Jong-un. Three foot by five foot. Three by five. In front of an ocean that says, what, live, laugh, love? Yeah, and he's smiling, and there's a submarine in the background. What's the submarine? Well, that's like probably one of his fleet, one of his nuclear power fucking oh, subs that he could annihilate half the world with at the touch of a button, I'm sure. Um, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, I'm on Marketplace on Facebook scrolling through. Yeah. Uh, it pops up as an ad. It's 12 bucks. Um, no one was there to talk any sense into me. I hit the buy button and that's where we're at, man. Got it in the mail and hung it up. Yeah. yeah. Where did you hang it up? I hung it up in my shop. Um, yeah. so when I'm doing my little woodworking or working on, you know, a, a motor or something, I could just turn around and view it. It's, it's cool. Cause it's ironic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's really fucking like, ironic. Like, <laughs> like people that drive by are going to think you're some sort of fucking. Oh, insane. you can't see it. From, oh, yeah. You have to come into my shop to see it. But yeah. Like uh, I'm just gonna have da 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 da. It's like, ironic because he's a he's a piece of shit, well, of and his whole country are, are starving. Yeah, and yeah. he's he's hefty. He's got wonderful teeth, and he's you know smiling. And I don't think anyone else other than him in that country are, are smiling ever. Probably and not. he's saying, "Live, laugh, love." That's the ironic part about it. I because no one's doing that. I mean, I understand why it's ironic. How many people do you think bought it? I would be very curious Three. to know. I mean, it's Facebook Marketplace comes yeah. across as a sponsored ad. I would love to know the the purchase stats on it. Yeah. I mean, it's 12 bucks. It's a burrito, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's a fat burrito. I don't make good decisions. Yeah, me neither. But it's funny whenever when yeah. people come in, they look at, oh, oh that's funny because it's ironic. You know, whatever. Yeah, I have a feeling you're going to have somebody not think it's funny. I will... <laughs> I agree with that. That's hilarious. <laughs> you ever hear the skit on um, that Bill Burr has where he talks about essentially there's too many people and then if uh, something happened where it wiped out most of the people, how much better our lives would be? Like no oh, lines yeah. at Disney World and right. uh, no traffic and shit. Yeah. I was thinking that this morning. Nobody wants to be the one selected, but everyone would go for killing half the population. Yeah. As long I don't, as it wasn't them and theirs. Like, yeah, I don't want anyone I know to go. Right. Just, just other people. Just, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can go to the grocery store and not have to fucking have the line where you watch this, the person sitting there with like 50 coupons and then they're complaining about this thing wasn't 35 cents off. Yeah. It's like if that person goes, cool. Yeah. But like, Arby's. I always wait like a really long time at Arby's and uh, that'll go away. Dude, I haven't had Arby's in forever. I also don't eat like a piece of shit, so. Yeah. I still am, though. Bill Burr's hilarious. He is. If like, he's, I, funny. He, he's one of those uncancelables because he says a lot of shit that's like, would be it's really offensive to this sort of modern, hypersensitive left, and yet he still keeps going. Do you think he's uncancelable because he's so defiant against it? Yeah, I think cancellation requires participation. So, like, 
Like you're being somewhat like you're letting it happen. Yeah. Well, like Ethan Klein becoming canceled and losing all his sponsors. He said some shit that was pretty insensitive, but the reason that he got canceled was he's been on the cancellation train. So like he has contributed towards silencing people for saying shit that he found offensive. And then the moment that he said something offensive, he was apologizing. You know what I mean? Like you just, it's the Dave Chappelle thing. Like, some of the, his new shit that people have a problem with does make me cringe a little bit, but it's fine. It's a joke. And he just says, fuck you. Like, this is a joke. And But he's real defiant. Like, almost mean. like, fuck you. You ain't going to cancel me. Exactly. Because the people who watch me um, won't happen, let it happen, and I won't let it happen. Right. And then mm-hmm. there's the other side where it's like, oh, man, I'm canceled. They t- almost like if you submit to it, it happens. Like, exactly. It's very strange, The moment man. you apologize... Yeah. You're fucking dead in the water. And, and then they will, people will literally stop paying attention to you. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's weird because it's a good thing in human nature to recognize that you've done something wrong and to atone for it and apologize. Like not be like, I can't do anything wrong. I say, I don't say sorry to anybody. That attitude is, doesn't make for good interpersonal relationships, but online you got to kind of have that attitude. Because the moment you apologize for anything, it's a public execution. Like, that's what they're looking for. So, yeah. like, the moment that you give in at all and say you're sorry, they're like, we got him. Now we can just keep until he's gone or until he's so neutered that he doesn't say anything, he or she or whoever, doesn't say anything that doesn't toe that line. People don't respect, and generally... Uh, like a pushover yeah, right. in the public eye once you start oh I'm sorry guys I didn't mean to offend you right um, especially if they it, don't get respect and they don't get listened to anymore and they they, they ban- I think they cancel it themselves by acting that way yeah and especially if it's for something that you don't fully understand why you're being canceled like if you've done something and you see the harm you've done and you're like dude fuck I didn't then you apologize, right? I mean, there's a, there's a point but most of the time it's for something that you didn't intend in an offensive way it was a joke you weren't trying to hurt anybody. You were just trying to be funny or whatever it is. And you don't really feel you should apologize, but you do anyway to capitulate. Like, that's the problem. Yeah, and it's not genuine. You can tell right. when it happens, too. And it's almost immediate. Like, when a celebrity does something bad and they instantly go to apologizing and they, they put this, like, really structured, robotic response out. Right. I am so sorry for anyone who I may have offended in the insert insert right. this there it sucks people don't respect it generally and that's what happens There's, okay so disney movies now have these fucking warnings so like before you watch aladdin it has this thing you know wasn't right and you know cultural insensitivity it's like this little paragraph that comes up before if you go watch aladdin right now that has a warning to let you know like that it's stereotyping arabic culture or something yeah and then I watch it and I go, really, like, there's nothing that offensive here? And the, the odd part is there's a new Aladdin, the live action with old slappy Will Smith. <laughs> so that doesn't have the warning. But it's the same fucking story. Like, it's the same story. Like, it, it has some stuff that it throws in there for the left. Like, it puts some women power stuff in there, which is fine. But it's like, it's still... It has the same songs. It like has the same like 
hyperbolic Arabic stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't have a warning. That tells me they don't even know like why they're apologizing. They don't know why they're apologizing. They're just, they know that there's a mob. They have to say they're sorry. And it's just, just disingenuous because you have two movies, one that's new, one that's old, one has warning and one doesn't. And they're basically the same movie. It's God, just I think like you could say so much more negative things about the new one with Will Smith in it than you could the cartoon because you could the the excuse for the cartoon is it's a cartoon. If right. I drew a cartoon of you, yeah. I'm going to exaggerate every part of your character. Like I'm going to sure. make your glasses real big, your yeah. hair huge and flowy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just there's it's a lot to make me like 900 pounds. <laughs> I just like, I wasn't even going there, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just like Jabba like the Hutt with Elvis hair. Where people <laughs> yeah. where like people are carrying you in. Yeah. Jo- it's just Jabba the Hutt, but yeah. he has great fucking hair. And before you show show me, you like read a paragraph about why this is offensive. Yeah. But if I was making you into a cartoon, I would exaggerate those things. You would exaggerate sure. the things on me, like you know, you might even put like a shiny spot on my head. Like it's oh, a cartoon, yeah. man. Like yeah. it's a fucking cartoon. Sure. Have you ever went to King's Island and went by the place where for 20 bucks you can get a guy to, to draw the, what do they call it? Yeah, a caricature. caricature yeah. yeah. Like he's going to make you look stupid, man. Right. It, it is weird, man. I, I don't, I don't understand um, how it's, how it's to this point now. Like, it, yeah, we should apologize for things like, I mean, I feel like I'm a broken record here. It's good to apologize for things you've actually done wrong. But when you see this sort of corporate, um, just f- advanced apology for something that's not even that offensive and something you just redid, but you don't give the apology for that. It just shows that nobody knows why they're apologizing. Do we even consult the people we're apologizing for? Let's just talk about the Arabic culture and yeah. maybe how Aladdin exploits it. Or sure, I don't even know if it's Arabic. I, I genuinely don't even know what that. that I, that's I'm the sure it's an amalgamation of multiple Middle Eastern cultures, but I don't know. Well, it's. I mean, I think yeah. it's. Uh, is that Arabic? Is I that, think right, like flying carpets and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, has anyone consulted someone who represents that community and? Hey man, give me your honest opinion. I want you to watch this movie. Um, it's about a genie. Uh, you rub the fucking lamp. He comes out. He gives you three wishes. Shit goes down. Um, there is some flying carpets. There is some traditional garb involved. Just tell me what you think of when you're done. And the guy watches it or gal watches it. What do they say at the end of that? Like, ah, you know what? Like, I feel really offended right now. I've, you got the carpets all wrong. First off, we don't yeah. fly on carpets. Yeah. Um, they're jet powered. They're not magic. Yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> We have a lot of oil. We just drive cars. Okay. Yeah. Um, what happens is people are apologizing just to apologize, but I don't ever feel like the community they're offending is really represented well enough to give their opinion on it. Let them complain about it. Instead, you got some fucking white guy sitting yeah. in a chair saying, "Oh shit, that could be offensive. I better issue an apology." Where's your confirmation that there's these? vast swaths of people who it's directly hurting. Yeah. It's white guilt liberals. Like a lot of people of whatever culture might be getting made fun of in a, let's be real. There's a difference between like just straight up racism or something and just poking fun at a culture. Like most of those people in the culture find it funny. Yeah. Like that, it's that's it's, the other it's, thing it's too. really like 40 year old wine moms who just like 
are a token Democrat want to be seen as woke, just crying. Are you familiar with Uncle Roger? No. So Uncle Roger is a YouTuber who's blown up over the last two years, like from 40 subs to 5.8 million in just like a couple years. Wow. And he does, um, his whole thing is, I think he's Malaysian, he lives in Britain, but his character is this super stereotypical Asian uncle with a crazy accent. It's accurate, right? It's an accurate accent and it's really funny and he's gotten really big off of it. And he's gotten some pushback of him being racist. It's, it's, he's, they're saying this is racist. And he talks about how the only people that really think it's racist are white people. Like most Asian people who see this character think it's funny. Sure, there are some Asian people that are offended by it. People get offended by all kinds of stuff. But for the, the vast majority, it's white people who think it's super offensive. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like nobody is equal if you can't make fun of everybody to some degree. Uncle Roger's pretty hilarious. Like, here, let's watch this. Yeah, so this is Uncle Roger. Hello, my name is Uncle Roger. Today, I will react to a video sent to me by a fan. It's the BBC Good Food How to Make Egg Fried Rice video. What is BBC? Let me see. Is it like something dirty, like big black? Oh, it's the British Podcasting Corporation. Okay, okay. That so yeah, Haya and uh, Fuyo. Like Haya means bad, Fuyo means good. Which, like, I, I feel like... Is that real? I, I think he's making it up. Again, <laughs> like, it's really, like, you hear his accent. It's really extreme. He doesn't talk like that at all. But it's a caricature of people he's had in his real life. Asian people think it's pretty hilarious for the most part, according to him. I'm not fucking taking polls against Asian people's do you know, and go around going, and I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go up and go, fool yo, you know what I mean? Because I'm a white guy. It's self-deprecating humor. Like who right. doesn't like self-deprecating humor? Right. If the the easiest way for me to incite a laugh or just point something out is to make if about myself is to make fun of myself. Right. Like it's yeah. it's great and even in my in my people which is i guess white people it's my, just my people you know like comedy is a u universal language right and across all walks of life it's okay to sit back and make fun of yourself man yeah it's not hurting anyone right it could but generally it's not right yeah let's check more of the bbc is okay uncle roger not into the other bbc let's play the video Egg fried rice. Don't be afraid. This is really simple. It's cheap. It's delicious. Really satisfying. Rice. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Who afraid of egg fried rice? It's the most common dish. Everybody eat egg fried rice. Who afraid? Why are you afraid of egg fried rice? Where your courage? Uncle Roger scare ghost, but you scare egg fried rice. See, I wouldn't have to watch more. My point is just the accent. Like, here's an Asian guy from the culture making an accent from people he knows. The, the English accent of, I think, I think Malaysia um, is funny. And most people are fine with it, especially Asian people. But the people that he's got the most pushback from are fucking people who have nothing to do with the culture, who are just, like, offended by everything.
And like, I'm glad to see him get so much success because he's a funny dude. It's just weird. Like when he, cause he has a, he's talked about it. You know, the people that I get pushback from are not Asian. So it's just a strange situation we're in where being offended is like a currency. It's like, if you're offended, it's literally like you have some sort of social, social currency and they, they just love to spend it. Someone else you can't cancel is Elon Musk. Here's my thing about Elon Musk. I actually don't fucking like him very much. Oh, well, that's not fair. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I think that he's obviously a genius and that he's pushing boundaries technologically and he's doing some stuff that is ultimately good for the world, but is also kind of like a gigantic douchebag. Tesla, SpaceX, AI, neural net shit that he's doing, that shit's all great. He has so many dumb opinions and he plays with people's lives in a way that I don't like. Like what he did to GameStop stocks, what he did to cryptocurrency, he destroyed people's lives. He has so much money, he never has to worry about anything. And so, and he has so much influence that I just feel like, because you know, he, the GameStop thing was popping off and it really popped off when he tweeted it. That was such a brutally volatile stock. Same with Dogecoin. Like he flippantly makes these comments about these stocks. It blows them up. And then of course they're just artificially inflated. So then they just crash and, and thousands of middle-class people lose their whole lives. And for him, it's like a game that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not one to tell people that like they should only consider their social responsibility and that's it. But it's like, fuck dude. Like, yeah, if, if, if Dogecoin crashes, Bitcoin crashes, like you're going to be fine. There are people who believe in you. There are people who hang on your words. When you, when you like try to add value to a stock that is not inherently good, it's not going to go up for like legitimate reasons. It's just being this, the crazy place where the stock market is. He's responsible for some people's fucking lives being ruined, in my opinion. Now he's a Republican, which is weird. I don't know if you've seen is that. Is he actually a Republican? He said now? he's now going to vote for Republicans. Well, see, that's, that's kind of weird. That's that that's a douchey thing to to uh, for him to do because there, there's more to being a Republican ju- than just not liking who's in office as a Democrat. Yeah. Like you there's there's a whole set of values and for each party there is yeah. a set of values and and viewpoints that I think you would have to make. You can't just say, oh, you know what? Ah, sucks. I'm a Republican now. Yeah, because I, I don't like you. What? Yeah. I don't 100, 100% agree with how he, he does that. So he'll go and make a fucking Elon Musk simp simping. <laughs> he'll go. Yeah, right. He'll go on Twitter and he will, you know, he'll push, he'll, he'll, he'll push Dogecoin or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got, he's got a personality and sometimes he's not like everyone else. He's just different. And that's how his personality comes out. And some of the things he says and does maybe seems a little douchey, but I think the, He's more good than bad. I mean, he's you need a guy out there who is willing to spend a shitload of money on dumb shit yeah. no. to try to like advance our civilization, make life easier. I definitely don't agree with everything he, he does, but I think he's definitely good. I mean, he helped Ukraine with that Starlink system and helped make sure that they had connectivity to the internet and all that good stuff. He's doing something in South America now where he's helping to get 
internet to like 30,000 people, I think in nice. Columbia or something like that. But he's kind of like the modern day Tony Stark, right? I've heard people throw that around. Like, yeah, except the uglier. Did you see what he looked like yeah. before yeah, the dude. like the hair plugs and stuff? Gollum. Dude, he was <laughs> fucked up looking. He looked yeah. like Gollum. Yeah, oh my God. Really, yeah. It's amazing what a billion dollars can do. Man. But so I guess I would revamp that to say that like, he does great things. He says stupid shit. And like, I'm not sure I agree with this new hardcore push to return to work that he's doing with his employees. I understand what he's saying about return to work to some degree. Like if you work in a collaborative environment, collaborating in person is just going to produce better results. At the same time, there are a lot of studies showing that people's happiness and incomes um, and productivity are all more positive with work from home. Not all industries will benefit from it, and it definitely allows more fuckery. But like in that tweet, he said, I demand more from the factory workers. Uh, I like it. I, I think that, uh, hey, get the fuck back to work. Uh, get back into work or go work for somewhere else. That's where my head's at with that. You know, you don't become the biggest. Tesla's worth more than Ford, and they've done it in 20 years oh. or however that time frame is. It took Ford like 80 years to become worth something. So in my head, you don't get to be a big dog unless you put in hard work. And if he doesn't, if he's not okay with those dudes uh, working from home or he, he wants more, I'm cool. Like that's what yeah. you, maybe a hard stance, but I'm just saying like, it's okay. Yeah. Cause you can go so, work for Mazda if they want. Well, just right. Because you just can a, leave. I just think that like the world is moving in a certain direction. And if we have studies that show that you can really raise productivity or maintain productivity, but not force people to drive in traffic every day, not force them to do to have to spend gas money, and it can work, that to some degree it should be considered. Sure. Um, but again, I, I like I said, I understand the idea. Like if you're an engineer and you're trying to create the future and you're all just over Zoom, that's not going to produce the same results yeah. as being in person. I mean, even in my job, like I learn more being in the office than I do at home. I just think he's just super callous about a lot of shit that he does. You know what makes this more amplified, this behavior more amplified? And we talked about it last episode. Social media. Yeah. Social media, man. Well, of course. Everything that he wants to say he can and yeah. everything he says is seen. And that's yeah. what happens. So, But he also knows it. He, oh, he's of course. doing it on purpose. I mean, I say... If I say 10 things a day, eight of them are douchey. Yeah. The difference maybe between myself and him is he's tweeting them. Right. So if I said, if I tweeted everything I thought, you would not like me. Right. You know, like you you would read my tweets and you would say, God, fuck, what? Ugh. Like, yeah. Get out of here. But he just tweets it. And it's what he's doing. And it was the same with, you know, many people, Donald Trump, all the people who are. The polarizing or douchey yeah what's the one thing they got in common they voice their opinions op- on an open forum for all the world to see right what happened to just saying shit to yourself man bottling up and yeah being a piece of shit on the inside and then just faking it to others yeah. yeah that's what i do every day yeah just do what i yeah. do and just bury that shit deep inside oh, yeah. any thoughts you have don't let anyone listen yeah, to just them. don't be yourself yeah um pretend to be someone else you're not yeah. And then sit in your bedside with a gun to your head every night. Don't pull the trigger. Yeah. And then uh, you'll be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just uh, 
yeah, damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe edit that out. <laughs> no, you guys gotta know how I live. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm torn. The work from home thing, like, it depends upon the industry. Ties into something else that's happening. I mean, that work from home thing, and uh, it's led to something that's kind of a thing right now. It's what are they calling it? The great resignation? Yeah. They're realizing that this work from home stuff is cool. Yeah. Which I wouldn't mind working from home. Right. I, if I can do what I do at home, it'd be awesome. But I think people now are starting to like draw a line in the sand with what they're willing to put up with. Right. And they're seeing that, hey, these the company A, company B needs work. I hate my job. I'm just going to go over here and right. work there. Well, I think, yeah, the pandemic, as much havoc as it's reached, especially with the government's reaction, it's really changed the zeitgeist of employment. I think people were like unconsciously living their lives in jobs they hated because that's just what you had to do. And then yeah. the pandemic gave everybody or a lot of people, not everybody, a lot of people a break and a chance to actually think for a moment and realize, holy shit. But also perspective. Life, right. Life is short. I hate what I fucking do. I despise it. Not me. I actually don't mind my job. I'm just obviously generalizing another person. Yeah. And I'm going to leave. Or I'm not making enough money, and I'm going to leave. And it has changed. Um, new hire rates are up now, um, which is affecting people who are already employed at places because they're not seeing raises. Yeah. Um, but yeah, jumping ship right now and going to another company is going to make most people more money. That's where we're at. People are not accepting there to be... Sh I mean, the restaurant industry, unfortunately, just got demolished, not just by... The closures but because working in a restaurant and working with the general public sucks dick like the general public i don't have a lot of respect for them honestly and that's gotten worse yeah and so like who wants to sit there and just be underpaid and abused even if the restaurant's amazing and your employers are amazing it's not your employer's fault that the job sucks they can't help that customers tend to be assholes but yeah, leave and go find something else. Like do something you, I don't want to say this podcast is part of the great resignation. It's something that I've been in my mind for a while. You know, we're trying to do something outside the box now. And I think it might be part of that. But I mean, just like see what we can do instead of living the life that we've just been sort of handed by our parents, where you just buckle down, you go to a job, you drive in traffic every morning and you hate traffic and then you answer to your boss and then you just fucking live by someone else's expectations your whole life. And then yeah. you clock out and you go home and I like... 90% of your life on your deathbed when, you, when you're about to fade out into the darkness you get to look back at how much money you made some company that didn't give a shit about you Mate, people are like making money on Fiverr and they're like doing internet consultancy and I've seen people where IT guys are working two separate from home jobs at the same, the same time and yeah. doubling their income as a whole the great resignation is going to be tumultuous tumultuous T tumultuous tumultuous it's going to be fucking turmoil. Yeah. I think that it's a positive thing. It's, it's the people's, it's the country saying like, I don't have to live a life of unfulfillment and unhappiness just to survive. I think that you're right. I think you're right. And, um, not all negative from it. Right. If you don't like where you're at, get up and yeah, go, go fix it, man. Yeah. And, um, people are definitely seeing that, there's been a perspective uh, change. Yeah, uh, and definitely. Life is short. A loved one can get sick and be gone tomorrow, and it's just the way it is, and don't spend another day doing something you don't want to do. Right. The only thing that scares me a little bit is 
as this goes on, as the potential for a just a deep recession is looming, uh, what happens to those people who made the switch? Because now they're new people. Now yeah. they're the new guy at some other job, right? And usually if a layoff occurs, it's the new guy that gets right. axed first. But I mean, I, I hope we don't go into that territory. There, There is a level of just safety people need to at least observe before they make that switch. Like it's not always greener on the other side, by the way, a lot of times I would love to see that rate, like of the people who made the change, how many are, and that's hard to measure, right? Well, but I think that's how many are actually were, happy. I think actually, well, oh, happy. I don't know. Yeah. Happy, successful. Like well, say I they go to a different say, field and they don't know shit about it. Like how's that working out for them? Yeah. I, I thought, um, I actually read an article about this that said that like, a lot of people who great resonated, like did it a second time, but I don't know those numbers. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, it's but interesting. Like, um, people crave stability. Um, and when stability was taken from them, the pandemic, and they realized, oh, I'm unstable and unhappy. Fuck it. I think that's what happened. Like, let's just try to be happy even because for a while there, at the beginning of the pandemic, everything felt unstable before we realized how like not a world ender it was going to be people just face their own mortality like people just and they just want they just all right fuck it, i'm gonna do it now because it's like when you're on your deathbed when you're fucking going you're not going to be like dude my 401k was so fat yeah. dude i i worked so many hours and the productivity oh the G, the gdp of my country from my contribution you don't give a fuck you're the thing about your wife and your kid yeah and like all those things and doing things that you found fulfilling that's you're, what's going to be you're important. You're slipping away into the abyss and you're like, did I call that customer on Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Right. The, the reality is once you go, they're going to have some other fucking nerd like yeah. you with, with great hair yeah. sitting in that IT chair or what, or that management chair or that car sales chair, whatever. They're right. going to have some other fucking nerd sitting there. You'll be an afterthought. Yeah. Uh, He'll be rooting through your old drawer, throwing your shit away. Like, what's this? It's a plaque that says uh, achieve greatness. He tosses it in the yeah. trash. Well, like, who, what idiot work. was working here before? Right. You know, and knowing that, uh, you know, like, go do something else. Yeah. Like, be happy, man. Be happy. You know, you got to provide. Like, I got to provide. I got to provide. So I don't have the options to chase too much. I can't chase too far. I can't lose my health insurance yet. There's limits to what I can pursue. Be safe about it. Right, right. because it's not just me anymore. If it's just yeah. me, I'm like, fucking, I live in a box. If I'm chasing something that I really matters to me, but my wife and kid can't live in a box. Yeah, same situation with me. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have a wife and children, I'd probably be working at Hooters. Yeah. You Are know? you going to be a waitress? Yeah. You're just wearing, like, a ball sack holder. It's yeah. like you're showing dick neck. Yeah. yeah, and I would wear the the traditional garb of the of the Hooters waitress. Um, I'd either be doing that or I'd, you know, oh work god, at a. I just imagined it. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Disgusting. It's horrible. Oh my god. Good thing I got a family that keeps me out of that life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you were my waitress, dude, I would fucking leave. <laughs> well, that's it for us this week, folks. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed the episode, please like and subscribe. Uh, check out our Clips channel if you're just interested in individual topics. If you would rather just listen to us on audio, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, and like six or seven others. So you should be able to find us. Thanks for watching. Until next time. <laughs>